Welcome back to the No Name Football Podcast. I'm Jason McKee and my co-host, Bears great, Mr. Olin Kruitz, Mr. All-Time 100 Bears great, Mr. Offensive Lineman Guru should be coaching <laughs> offensive line in football. I'm still trying to get him out here, but he's doing a great job in the media bringing us all things Bears, unfiltered, uncensored, his honest opinion. Brother, like we always do about on this show, we're back from a bye week. We had a little bye week last week. Mm-hmm. But like we always do, we start off with high school football. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Illinois high school football state playoffs took place a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And some really good games. I, I had the opportunity to sit back and, and watch pretty much every game. So I want to congratulate the winners. You got mm-hmm. Lockport, the state. Ooh, uh, football team. Man. Yeah, they played Loyola. Man. I mean, a couple years ago, think about Lockport, brother. A couple years ago, I think they were like 0-9 or something like that, they said on the broadcast. Mm-hmm. And then they flip it around, and then they win. Congrats to that coaching staff. The 8A yeah. state title, yeah. brother. I, I watched them play live and in person, first of all. Yes. Tough. Football team. Well coached. Tough, well coached. Yes. Uh, fun to watch. No shock uh, that they be Maine South. I mean, I didn't get to see Maine South this year. I know I've watched Maine South a few times. Another. You're not, you're not shocked those two teams. Yeah. I've watched teams. a lot of 8A uh, football. I think they call their, their division 8A. Yeah, I've watched 8A. a lot of yep. it. You know, obviously my two boys uh, being part of Loyola Ramblers, J-Map. Those two teams, cream of the crop. Now, yeah. uh, coaching wise, player wise, anyway, uh, no shock. Lockport took that game. Yeah, and then in seven A, Wheaton North beat Saint Rita, another good football mm. team. But uh, Wheaton North beat them thirty five to six. And Saint Rita's got a really Saint good Rita's ball. Coach, good man, man. they got Wheaton some dogs North on that team for real. Yeah, Wheaton North is good, well coached team. They're a physical, a really good defense. They play okay. well defensively together. Uh, another well coached Illinois football team. Like we always talk about, there's some good football across the state. And and the good thing about the playoffs is, you know, every game's televised, so you get to see teams that you normally wouldn't see play unless you're playing them. You as a coach, you got them on huddle somehow. So, you know, I got an opportunity to really look at, you know, what these state championship teams look like to kind of give me a view of, you know, what it's going to take to possibly get there one day. Yeah, I got to take a look at Wheaton North, man. I got to see what kind Tough of pl- what, what players they must have. I got some dogs. Some guys that are going to end up uh, Division One yes. playing in college. It'll be fun to follow them because I know St. Rita does. Yeah. St. Rita's got some guys. They got Caleb Brown, don't yeah. they? Yeah, 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 yeah. They, that they, guy. Yeah, he, he, he did his thing. He yeah. did his thing, but it was like, you know, what Wheaton did, they, they did a good job of, you know, like you said, Brown was going to get his due. He was going to make plays, but that was it. Everything else, they limited. They made their plays. They played their brand of football. And it got to a point to where, you know, St. Rita started pressing, pressing, trying to force the ball to Caleb Brown. Mm-hmm. And they just couldn't stop Wheaton. Congratulations to that, man. I said that St. Rita is a tough team to beat. Yeah, really good ball club. And then in 6A, what I think was, you know, the game of, of the state playoffs was uh, Kerry Grove beat East St. Louis, brother, mm-hmm. on a shocker. Everybody all year is talking about East St. Louis. They got all these athletes. They got this guy going to Missouri. They got this D1 player, this guy, this guy. They got, they got the number one receiver in the nation, right? Number one receiver in the nation yeah. going to Missouri. They got all this team speed. And then you have Kerry Grove that runs the same system. Triple option. They run it in their youth program. Yeah, they, they run it all the <laughs> way they run it all the way up to the state championship every single yeah. year, brother. Yeah. And East St. Louis could not do anything with that option, brother. Mm. It's a tough thing to stop, though. That triple man. option is it was tough. beautiful. Yeah, man. it's it's uh, it was beautiful. Uh, that that's it. Congrats to Carrie Grove. Wow. Yeah, and then Fenwick beat Kankakee. Fenwick's another good ball club. A couple D one receivers there. Really good quarterback. Really good ball club. They beat Fenwick. Watched in uh, Loyola played Fenwick this year. Uh, and beat them on a last second field goal. So wow. you know Fenwick, oh, yeah, good, good, really good football team. Like you're saying, uh, Division One quarterback 
Division One wide receivers. Uh, they have they had a little they had a running back too. Yes, they do. Um, Really good football player. And in Kankakee, I got a chance to watch them just on a little film, uh, studying some film with my son. Uh, I think they played Lincoln Way East when I was mm-hmm. watching them. I mean, really good. Yeah, they got some athletes good athletes and football yeah. team. And, uh, that must have been, that is, that's what fun. Like you're saying, this state. It's some good football. Man. Some good football, brother. And then, and then in the 4A, it was Jolly Catholic beat Sacred Heart Griffin, in which, I mean, that game from the start. Jolly Catholic, I mean. They're running back. They're running 15th, that's their 15th state championship. And I know we we had the we ran into Jolly Catholic in in the spring and it's a tall task. Isn't I mean, he two forty? Yes, that's where Tom Anderson. Fair went. Tom He's going Fair to U of I, so he'll be joining he'll be joining uh, Josh, Josh yeah. up there. Yeah. But he ran. I mean, I think he had thirty carries, three hundred ten yards. And he also mm. caught he caught like a Monster. long touchdown pass off a wheel route. I mean, he's just oh he's he's he out of the backfield yeah, too. Yes, so huh? he can do he wow. can do it all. He's a special player, man. He can run you over. He's got speed. He's just he's just solid, and he's just old school. Like I noticed with him, right? Even when they played us, he scores. It's no song and dance he hands the ball to the official mm. goes back off the sideline lines up the next series and does the same thing he's going to be a special player I enjoyed watching him and also trying to game plan <laughs> against this guy <laughs> there's no game plan you no. got for a guy that's 6'3 230 mm. and you know it, it's tough so I salute them guys and then sure. um, you know to keep it moving uh, Byron when uh, they beat uh, Tolono Unity uh, in the 3A championship mm-hmm. uh, in the 2A Wilmington beat Nashville and then 1A uh, Lena Wilson beat Carrollton. So a couple smaller man, schools, good, but good, good, good. Hey, football, 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 man. man love it. All them coaches, uh, man. These, this class we've talked about before on this podcast, J Mac, this class has gone through a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, these athletes, uh, you know, even the non-athletes, um, they've missed a lot. They've yep. missed, uh, you know, since their sophomore year, middle of their sophomore year, their school was canceled through all their junior year. Uh, they come back this year. It's good to see them back out there. Um, you know, got to give credit where the credit is due. Definitely. IHSA, uh, getting them out there, getting these games played, uh, keep playing them, uh, getting the championship all in. Uh, these kids went through this pandemic. It's been hard on them. They've lost a lot. It's good to see them out there competing. It's good to see them back in school. It's just good to see these kids enjoying themselves. Sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. It's yeah. not the point. It's not the point. The point is to learn the team game, uh, learn, you know, learn how to work hard, uh, learn perseverance, uh, learn how to treat people better. That is the point of sports. And it's yes, just sir. good to see them going through it again. Yeah. And we'll have, uh, and, and switching gears a little bit from high school. Obviously, we got to talk about the Bears. We'll have, uh, David Kaplan, uh, your, your, uh, one of your co-hosts on the football after show. I always love tuning in. So make sure you guys tune in. Some good guys on that show. You got brother. Oh, you got Cap. You got Alex Brown. You got brother Briggs on that show. You guys <laughs> doing all things I'll, Bears I'll on what, the post game show. No one makes me I laugh. Lance Briggs. Oh, man. That character. guy is a <laughs> character, man. That's, yeah. Man. And then we got David Cap. You like you were saying, we got Cap on later. Yeah. Uh, can't wait to have him on. He's always brings energy. Yeah. And no one has more knowledge oh, of man. the Chicago landscape, the sports, uh, basically the state of Illinois right yeah. so I'll uh, be interested to talk to him yeah and, and talking about let's talk about this Bears team let's just dive right into it brother oh you know we'll start with with post game and, and Matt Nagy's post game uh press conference uh last week after they lost to the Cardinals and saying you know when when asked you know what do you think about the Packers Sunday night you know his comments was hey you know we're gonna give it our best shot mm-hmm. we're gonna put our best foot forward doesn't sound like a confident guy. You know, obviously you're one and six against the pack, but you know, us as players, when we, when you hear a head coach say that, what kind of confidence does that, you know, give your team? How does that resonate with your team when you hear your head coach makes those type of, uh, those type of comments against your, you know, your division rival? 
Right, and, and coming up fresh off a, a loss to the Cardinals, right, 33-22. to 22. Mm-hmm. We'll say that Coach Nagy has not won his press conferences lately, right? No. I mean, uh, not, not, not in my opinion. I look, Jim, I, I think you can be too much one way or the other way. There can be too much yelling and screaming and F this and F that and screw mm-hmm. that team, and, and there can be too much of – I think Coach Nagy sometimes, um, I see him on the sideline, right? I see him, how competitive he is. I see him screaming yeah. at the communication guys. What is going on <laughs> with their communication system over oh, there? Oh, man, what kind they, of walkie-talkie? They, 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 they went walkie-talkie pay, on pay us. To, yeah. Pay to talk? Yeah, I, I guess they finally decided, hey, in case this goes down, maybe we should have an man, answer uh, in case the uh, communication. Anyway, um, you, you just wanted, when someone tells you, uh, do you have a chance next week? Um I, you know, Coach Nagy in, in his defense is trying to be respectful. He's trying to be, yeah. he's trying to be professional. He's trying to be classy. And that's just who he is. But if someone asks you that, man, where your team is at, yeah. uh, uh, you know, I think they lost five of the last six games. Uh, you say, damn right, we got a chance next. We've got a chance. Every time we line up to play somebody, we, we got to coach better. Mm-hmm. We got to concentrate on the details. We can't turn the damn ball over, yeah. uh, four times. You know, you, you think, Going into it where a lot of people say, okay, are the Cardinals the best team in the NFC? Are the Packers the best team in the NFC? Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, they're mm-hmm. playing two of the top three teams in the NFC. I'm not a big Cardinals guy. Uh, I don't really like the way they stop the run. I think if you can't stop the run in the playoffs, you'll be out soon. So I think the yeah. Cardinals, uh, they could be looking at that late, uh, early in the playoffs. But uh, they are a good football team. Um you can't give the ball away, man. No, you no. cannot, you know, uh, uh, and Andy Dalton, uh, he's starting to worry me now, right? Because you remember, go all the way back to the first Rams game on, I think it was the very first drive of the season. They go yeah. all the way down the field. He throws a pick down there in the end zone. Yep. The Lions, he throws a pick, right? Um, he could have had one more in the red zone. Now we watch him have four in one game. And you could say, you know, tip ball with, you know, uh, the screen, you get the, you get the white defense lineman pick you off on a screen. Two good tackles though by Andy. Two good tackles by Andy, but. Do it right to um, him. As far as that press conference, Jim, I'm interested to see what your thoughts are too. And I know we'll probably ask Cap about it later. He's got yeah. some interesting thoughts about it, but I, I, I kind of know what he's trying to do. I think at some point, man, it's like it, to teach yourself. Sometimes, J-Mac, to teach yourself to fight, you got to fight every single fight, even the ones that people think you shouldn't be fighting. Yeah, and, and I'm glad you brought that up because that's going to segue into my next thought is, you know, with where the Bears are at right now, obviously the season has been bad. You got your division rival coming in, and if you win – does that make the season? No, but it gives you some momentum. It gives you some confidence that you can play, you know, with your, the, the team that's been at the top of your division. But on another note, you look at the players on this roster, brother. And we know we've been in a situation like this where, you know, we've been a part of a head coaching change. And, you know, when you're a player on that roster, uh, who, who, who's brought, who was, who made that roster under your current coach who may not be there at the end of the season, you got to go out and it's resume time. You know, it's 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 an evaluation. You're putting your best foot forward because you know when that new coach comes in, he's going to evaluate the tape. But not only are you trying to impress that new coach, you're trying to impress all the other teams out there in the league because, hey, you may not be on that roster next year because that coach who kept you on that roster may not be there. So you got to go out there and put and put together some good resume tape, so to speak. So all the guys who are in that locker room who, you know, whatever reason they may not have the best relationship with Nagy or they may, you know, think they're safe on that roster. You got another thing coming because when a new head coach comes in, nobody's safe because you're not his guy. 
He didn't. He didn't keep. He didn't put you on that roster. He's going to do his evaluation. He's going to want to bring in his guys. He's going to want to keep certain guys that fit his style of play. And if you're not one of those guys that fit his style of play, well, then you're going to be gone. That's yeah. just the NFL. That, that, that is true. I, I want to give out uh, a quick congratulations here, Jay Mack, on, on a no name football podcast or guy oh, yeah. I grew up with. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, Dominic Raulo. Obviously, he's his older brother. Played mm-hmm. in Nebraska. Uh, they. Nebraska just hired the Chicago Bears assistant offensive line coach, mm. uh, Donovan Riola, uh, brought here, of course, by Harry Heastan, kept on, uh, and, you know, obviously learned under Harry Heastan, now Juan Castile. I think he's going to do a great job out there at Nebraska. So yeah, yeah. It, it, it'll, it'll be fun to watch him uh, go awesome. out there and continue his career. So just a, a quick congratulations to him. Yes, sir. Uh, as far as the Chicago Bears go, Jay Mack, uh, when I watch this team, obviously there's just – a ton of injuries, right? There's just a ton mm-hmm. of injuries. Uh, now you're in the point of, okay, player development, right? Because how are we going to get better next year? Uh, who's going to be the coach on the offensive side of the ball? Who's going to be the coach on the defensive side of the ball? Who's going to do the hiring up there at Hallis Hall? Are the same guys that are going to hire the same people since they made Ted Phillips, uh, put him in charge of the organization since 1999. Mm. Uh, they only have three playoff wins since then. It's a long time, right? Yeah. I've said many a times when a guy who is balding as much as I'm balding <laughs> was on a team the last time you won a playoff game. That's too, it's, it, it, it's, it's too long ago. Uh, they got to take a look at the way they hire people up there, how they come to the conclusion yeah. of who's going to be their head coach, who's going to run their building. But even more than that, Jay Mack, you have to develop your players, right? Yes. So, yes, Larry Borum, sorry, that right tackle. Uh, you know, I always go to the offensive line, right? Sam Mustafer at center, continued improvement there. Cody White, James Daniels is a young guard, mm-hmm. and he's played some really, really good football, right? Uh, Tevin Jenkins, right? Tevin Jenkins this week uh, saying he feels better than he felt since he was 18 years old, right? Um, I don't know. I felt pretty good at 18 years old, but, uh, you know, after uh, three or six months out, you must feel pretty bad at 19, 20, and 21. But, uh, you know, but, you know I, I know he was being respectful. Jamie, I want to know what you thought about this. He's being respectful of Jason Peters, and I respect that. Like, right. I don't mind sitting behind a Hall of Famer. I don't mind sitting behind somebody like Jason Peters. Mm-hmm. And, and some people took that as like, man, this, this guy doesn't want to play. But what do you think they should do with Tevin Jenkins? What direction should they go with this offensive line? I know a lot of people are going, now that they're kind you know, I know mathematically they're not out of playoffs, but it yeah. seems like they are. They got to win basically the rest of their games. What do, what direction do you think they should go? Let's start with offense. What direction should they go with this offense as far as young players, as far as developing them? Yeah, I mean, it obviously starts with, you know, the, the man you drafted in the first round, Justin Fields. You know, it's been a, a case of, you know, we've seen it the past few years. Can they develop a quarterback? Obviously, they couldn't do that with Mitch. Now you bring in Justin, he lands in your lap. Can you develop him? You know, I mean, he's had an up and down season thus far. You know, I think the main thing with him is staying healthy. You know, coming into a game, coming off broken ribs, you need him out there, but he has to be healthy. And you need him to play so that way he can continue uh, to gain experience and, and to get comfortable playing at the speed of the NFL level. You know, that being said, you know, it takes a lot of other things you got to develop. And, and I think one thing 
<laughs> that we got to develop better is the play calling. You know, I think regardless of who's out there, you know, if you're not, if the play calling has been inconsistent, has been up and down like we've seen all year, you're going to have issues that we have. And that's scoring points. I think we're averaging 16 points per game, you know, and, and, and it frustrates me. You say it all the time, brother. I mean, you got Dave Montgomery in there. He rips off a big run. Then you take him out. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's no continuity in that offense. And especially when you have a young, you know, back like Dave Montgomery, who's really good. He's really effective in everything he does. Get him lathered up, man. Get him lathered up. You know, get him, get him the ball. That's going to, that's going to ease the pain and open up everything else. You're struggling in the passing game. Well, hey, the run is going to set up the pass. The mm-hmm. run is going to set up the pass. And then you don't put all that pressure on your young quarterback. And not only do you have one good running back, you have two. You have Khalil Herbert, who came in and filled in admirably behind uh, David Montgomery. You know, why hasn't he touched the ball as much? You know, if you're, ha- if you're struggling, you know, moving the ball up and down the field, well, get the ball in the hands of your playmakers. Hell, if you get six on first down, don't try to force the ball. Uh, you know, don't have Andy Dalton out there trying to force the ball and you get a turnover and now, boom, you know, you're, you're behind the chains and now you're down. You're still not scoring points. You know, you can't sustain the drive. Get the ball in the hand of the guys that can that can make plays for you. And we have not seen that consistently all year. We've been scratching our heads. And like you said, the last time they won a playoff game, I think we both had hair. I had waves. <laughs> I had waves, brother. <laughs> I had waves, man. Right. I had waves. <laughs> yeah, you know, J Mac, I, I just you, you you start to you get to this point and you're like, Okay, we'll do this podcast this week or I'm gonna you know, do the pre game show on mm-hmm. six seven to score or the post game show and it's like Okay, what the hell do we talk about, right? What, what the hell do we talk about where the bear everybody. where the bears are? Yeah. And and I'm almost to the point of where like I'm not gonna say what they should be doing offensively concept wise because Man, and man, we've been saying it since week fourteen of two thousand and eighteen, right? So yep. uh, they're they're going to be hard headed about it. So you're almost hoping, man. I hope Justin Fields gets better yeah. at what they want him to do because they're going to ask him to sit in their pocket, uh, uh, throw it with a five man protection. They're going to get they're going to walk down to the red zone, uh, running the ball, and all of a sudden try to throw the ball, right? Uh, just just things that that baffle you. They're going to come out, uh, finally throw a screen late in the game. You know, one or two screens. The screen game has been. Non-existent, really. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, the things I'm, I'm kind of looking for in this game, Larry, like, like for example, Larry Borum uh, playing against Marcus Golden last week, good pass rusher for the Arizona Cardinals. Struggled a little bit with the bull rush, right? Yeah. Guy got The pocket got pushed. Uh, I want to see if they're developed, if they're helping him. What did they give him? Okay, don't turn your shoulders too early here, right? Yeah. Uh, make sure you're staying strong. As the year goes on, like you know, J Mac, uh, the hard thing to learn as a young player is, man, I got to stay strong as the weeks go on because the NFL season is so damn long, yep. and these guys are so damn strong, right? So, uh, just kind of watching these young guys, making sure that that someone is teaching them, are they still developing these players? Because sometimes, man, you get to a point where everybody's like, well, if Coach Nagy doesn't have a job, I'm not going to have a job. Well, the string coach is not going to have a job. Well, maybe the trainer won't have the job, right? So now the building, everybody's looking for other jobs mm-hmm. and the building starts to bail on like you know development of the players the most important thing so for the guys who may do the hiring for the guys up there who are in charge you need to make sure that you are around that these guys you are still paying even though they may not be here right. they're still getting paid good money J-Mac mm-hmm. you make sure they're doing their damn job with the Green Bay Packers coming up to see like if I'm Ted Phillips if I'm George McCasker if I'm up there mm. I am standing in the weight room Every damn day, yep. and asking the weight coach what they're doing today. Yeah, what what are we doing today? And then I'm out there on the field, you know, standing by Larry Barham, O line drills. What we got going on? Yeah, Eddie Goldman, right? I'm asking. I gotta ask Chris Rumpf. I gotta ask Sean to decide. Hey, um, 
How come when you guys go to nickel, how come my $10 million nose guard is not on the field? Mm. Right? How come how come Blackson and how come Bilal Nichols is starting in nickel and Eddie Goldman is not? Is he not healthy? Because if he's not healthy, if he is healthy, yeah. I'm going to need to see him on the field. You see what I'm saying, though, yeah, J-Man? No, like, you've been through that. Like, yeah, we've been through When it. Dick Jerron got yeah, fired. We've been through right? it. We've been through it. The building bailed. I didn't see anybody now. I didn't see the guys who run the building, right? Yeah. And the building kind of bailed on us. Trainers, are we going to be here? Yeah. Uh, you know, the position coaches, are we going to be here? And all of a sudden, that's cracks. And, and, and I got to make sure in my building that these guys are still developing players. You know, John D. Filippo, I'm watching his drills at yeah. quarterback. Yeah. You know, I'm talking to Phil. Say, hey, Justin, uh, how's meetings going? Hey, are these guys installing a good game plan? Or do they seem like mm. they're checked in? Because if they're not, I'm going to get rid of them today. Yeah, get, get, do yeah I'm, I'm going to get them Why out. wait? Yeah, why, why wait? wait? Okay, I'll find another strength coach who wants to make a million dollars. I'll find another trainer who wants to make a million dollars. I'll find another quarterback coach who wants to make a million dollars. So those are the things I'm worried about. And I guess where I'm trying to go here, J-Mac, is when you talk about improving Hallis Hall, because we all know mm-hmm. to win on Sunday – it starts on Monday. Yes, it does. It starts, actually, it starts Sunday night. <laughs> you may want to start recovering Sunday night yes. after your game for the game Sunday. Yes. What did you think for you, before we get into this Packers-Bears matchup that doesn't look too good for the Bears, but anyway, <laughs> what do you think for you, <laughs> what did you think when you talk about player development for you, what was the most important, what were the three or four most important factors that helped you develop and, and, and get a lasting NFL football career? Yeah, one, it was... It was like you said, knowing what my job was, first and foremost, knowing what 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 was expected of me, you know, in terms of what we were trying to do scheme wise offensively and, you know, knowing everything and and not just my job, but knowing, you know, as a fullback, knowing what the offensive line was going to do, knowing what you guys were doing, knowing what we were thinking on a on a run by run basis, on a protection by protection basis, you know, on a drive by drive basis, knowing the game plan each and every week so we can go out there and execute it. Uh, you know, too, like you said, staying healthy. You had to stay healthy. You know, we were we were <laughs> a ground and pound team. We were pounding that ball. So I had to stay healthy. You know, I didn't have a backup. There's only one fullback on the roster. Your best ability in the NFL is availability. So that way, you, in order to be available, you got to take care of your body. You got to do things necessary so that way you can be out there on Sunday. You know, so those are two of the top uh, two of the top uh, things that I say that help me have a, a, long, a, a career a longevity. But it's also it's, you know, it's film study, knowing your opponent, you know, knowing exactly you know what you're going to face on Sunday. You know, having that game plan, being able to to go back to that game plan, study it over and over and over again. So that way, when you get to the game, it's easy because you've practiced harder. You made practice harder than what the game's going to be. So, you know, exactly, like I said, what's expected of you, what you, what your teammates are doing, and, and you go out there and you execute the game, you, you win games. It's, I mean, yeah. it's not, it's not real hard if you put in the work. But like you said, if, if, if those coaches aren't holding you accountable, if they're not holding you to a standard, a winning standard, well, then you're not going to win. Cause it's hard as hell to win a game in the NFL. It's hard as hell to win a game. Yeah, it's just, I wonder sometimes if people in the NFL realize how important it is who you are surrounding the players mm-hmm. with, right? Yep. It, it, I mean, even in the, you could talk about just in the cafeteria. Yeah. Like, I wonder sometimes if the people running a building realize how much you should oversee everything that is going on in that building. And the, the one thing I get worried about when you get to the point of, will the coach get fired? Will we all get fired? I worry about, are guys still doing their jobs, right? Because you're still, hey, listen, 
even if you get fired, you're still you're still getting paid. Yeah. Week to week, you should be doing your job. It's the NFL now. Yeah. It's the NFL. You should be doing your job at the absolute highest level that you are capable of doing that because you're getting paid at the highest level, mm-hmm. and you are coaching people, and you are helping uh, players develop that are the best football players in the world. So I, I just wanted to touch on that real quick, Jay Mag. Now, uh, as far as the Chicago Bears uh, versus the Green Bay Packers, they are um, we got. Cap calling me for whatever reason in the middle of our <laughs> He heard podcast. you say Bears Packers. Yeah, he, he wants to come on already. Cap, you're coming on later, man. Take it easy. We got you. We got you. Um, the Green Bay Packers, uh, you know, I think the spread is 12 or 13 right yeah. now. You know, yeah. Aaron Rodgers obviously still playing at ex- uh, extremely high level. Mm-hmm. They are down to their third string left tackle. Hopefully uh, uh, we can get an advantage there by Quinn. Mm-hmm. But but this team, J-Mac, playing really good football. Uh, they're not very good off the bye week with Matt LaFleur, but um, I, I think I know what you're going to say is what we've been saying for weeks. <laughs> but what, what do you think the Chicago Bears got to do to go in there? Justin Fields oh, up again. Uh, uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, like he's my, I, I like that he said this week. He said, look, man, I love being the underdog. I know he said on one podcast, he said, uh, uh, by the time I'm done, we're going to take the lead back and this Bears pack arrive by lead. He meant like we'll have more wins. Right. I like hearing that from him. That's what you want. Yes, I, I like mean, hearing that. He's a want. fighter. Uh, what do you expect to see this week? What do you want to see this week from the Chicago Bears going up against the Green Bay Packers? You know, it's, it's, we're our worst enemy, you know, in terms of uh, going off the side of the ball. We're our worst enemy. You know, you, you, you have drives, but you can't score points. And that's because of our ineptness to, to understand you know, how to score points or how and or what our identity is on offense. You know, like I keep saying, you know, you run the ball, you get you get six yards on first down, you throw the ball on second, you get sacked, now you're behind the chains on third down, then you the drive you you're punting the ball, there goes one drive. I mean it happens over and over again. Or either that or we turn the ball over. You know, so there's no continuity offensively. Um, you know, I would like to see what do I want to see? You know, I want to see, you know, Justin Fields continue to take a step in growth, obviously, we haven't seen him for a few weeks due to injury. But you know, I think with him, it's going out there and be able to put points on a board by any means necessary. Hell, whether we've got to you know roll him out of the pocket or I don't know, you know, whatever we got to do, we got to score points because 16 points is not going to cut it against Green Bay because they're going to score their points. But and obviously, we can't match them points for points. But you know, we've got to do something uh, different than what we've done, mm-hmm. and we haven't done that all year. So, what do I expect? I honestly expect the same thing. You know, at this point, I'm looking for, you know, growth and, 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 and health. And I want to see, I don't want to see any of our young guys get hurt that we're going to be counting on in the future. But I also want to see growth, you know, growth from fields. Can he sustain, a, can he sustain a drive? Can he c- continue to command the offense? You know, can he not turn the ball over like we saw Andy Dalton do last week? Yeah, and, and look, the last time we saw Fields, he was up against Don Wink Martindale's defense for the Baltimore Ravens. Mm-hmm. And, and, and he wasn't. You know, coming off that Steelers performance, uh, we were so excited, right? Uh, Jay Mackey, yeah. he, he, uh, let him down the field, scored, he took the lead, hit Mooney on, on the left side, Enzo rode to his left, uh, showed a lot of poise, a lot of confidence taking the team down the field at Heinz Field, terrible towels, but, uh, Don Wayne Martindale known, uh, to baffle rookie quarterbacks came out for the first half, didn't look, the offense didn't look good again. So mm-hmm. I hope, Justin Fields was studying a ton of that film while he was on the sideline. Because look, what you see, what slows you down, you're going to see it again. Oh yeah, the coverage, 
the blitzes, right? Joe Barry, uh, Green Bay Packers defense coordinator, watching everybody steal stuff from Don Wink Martindale. Now, the guy's very, very good. So whatever you saw that was confusing you that day, you could see when you're watching that Baltimore game, he was a little confused, right? Definitely. Uh, how they were rolling coverage and, and all, all these things that, that, um, that a good defense does to a young quarterback. Now, look, like we've been talking about for years, he needs a little help from the sideline, right? Uh, yes. you know, uh, Laser and DiFilippo and Nagy, uh, all these guys got to help him out. I'm, I, like I told you earlier in this podcast, uh, I'm, I'm a little bit done complaining, <laughs> hoping that they're going to change. Uh, uh, they've shown me that that uh, they're more stubborn than I am, J-Mac. So yeah. as stubborn as I am that I hope they change, um, uh, I'm sure they're not going to. So I'm hoping Justin Fields gets better at it. I'm hoping when David Montgomery rips off that 24-yard run that he just takes it to the house because they're going to take him out. I hope they find a way to get the ball to Khalil Herbert, but they probably won't. I hope they find a way to get Allen Robinson to run different routes than a hitch route, but it probably won't happen. Uh, they're probably <laughs> going to go to Jimmy Graham down there. Anyway, you see where I'm going with this. So, yeah. uh, I like to watch Justin Fields, in the, like you said, we watch young players develop. I think they should put Tevin Jenkins out. There. If Tevin Jenkins yeah. is healthy, I think he should be out there. Now, look, I'm not saying play him the whole game. I know we got to keep Justin Fields healthy. I think you can give him snaps and protect him. But that doesn't mean you can run the ball, right? You give him chips. Yeah. Uh, you don't have to ever leave him one-on-one. He can play two or three series where you can help him get his feet wet, right? You don't have to leave him out there one-on-one. He doesn't have to do the hard blocks. You know you need to control your play calling because like we talked about earlier, mm-hmm. if you are the offense coordinator for the Chicago Bears, if you are the head coach for the Chicago Bears, the number one, your number one job while you're getting paid is to help the these players develop, yep. right? So call plays accordingly if Tevin Jenkins is in the game. Definitely. Call plays to help him develop, help Justin Fields develop. Don't get Justin Fields killed. Run a draw, right? Run a screen. Uh, 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 motion JP Holtz or Jesse James, motion man and chip uh, uh, a Tevin Jenkins guy. There's mm-hmm. a way to get him on the field mm-hmm. and get get a good look at him without putting anybody in harm's way. Is all I'm saying. Now on the other side, Bilal Nichols, right? Uh, Eddie Goldman. I want to see more from these guys. I know. I don't know if they're outside linebackers. Uh, uh, you know. I don't know how much they're going to be there. Mm-hmm. The cornerbacks. You just need. Sometimes you just need new players there. But right. uh, Eddie Jackson, man, I would love. You know, down to Green Bay. Uh, I'm thinking Robert Quinn gets some pressure. Tevin Jackson, uh, Eddie Jackson picks it off and goes to the house. What we don't want to see defensively is, you know, when they played this game at Soldier Field a few weeks back was the miscommunication on the back end, which really killed the Bears. I mean, we've had them. The Bears defense had Green Bay the first time they played numerous occasions in third and long situations where they could have got off the field. But because of breakdowns of communications, that extended drives. But also, when you look back, it also led to some touchdowns. It really propelled Green Bay to that victory. And that's something that we've seen all year. I mean, the breakdown started from game one against the, against the, uh, the Rams. I mean, we saw a breakdown there, big play there, touchdown. You saw it against the Packers game uh, when they played the Packers. Uh, when they first, uh, in game one, it was a breakdown in communication. But we've seen breakdowns at crucial moments over and over and over from this defense. And that's something that we can't see if you expect to go up there at Lambeau and beat a, a future Hall of Fame quarterback like Aaron Rodgers. Because like he said, he owns you. He owns you. And what did he say in his press conference this week? Hey, he said, I'm not going to take back what I said because the record speaks for itself. And it does. Yeah. He, owns, he, he owns the Bears right now. 
Yeah, I know what he owns. <laughs> <laughs> he owns you. He owns you. <laughs> hey, he said, I own you. Hey, AJ, we got to get the David Kaplan, man. <laughs> Looking for a taste of the islands? Look no further than No Foods. That's NOH Foods of Hawaii. No Foods was developed to reflect the many international cultures and races of the islands. Hawaiian, Japanese, Chinese, Korean, Portuguese, Filipino, and more. Known for the wide variety of delicious seasoning and sauces. The products of No Foods can make anyone a master chef in their own kitchen. Easy to prepare and delicious in flavor are the hallmarks of No Foods. Again, that's NOH of Hawaii. This is like Chinese beef broccoli, Korean barbecue, Filipino adobo, Hawaiian Kahlua pork, and many, many more. Don't forget about the refreshing and very popular Hawaiian iced tea, sweetened with raw cane sugar and just the right touch of lemon. You can find NOH Foods online at Amazon.com and NOHfoods.com, also in many stores and supermarkets. As we say in the islands, say yes to no. Aloha. J-Mac, we got a guy here that I have a pleasure to work with. He grew up in Skokie, Illinois. Mm. He's a graduate of the mighty Hamlin Pipers University, right, where he claims he was a football player, but there's really no evidence of any of that. <laughs> uh, now he's a host on the Cap and Jay Hood show on ESPN Radio. You can catch that Monday through Friday, 7 to 10 a.m. Like I said, he is my partner on the NBC Sports Football After Show where I learned a ton from him mm. uh, about being a media mogul, which he is. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is in the Chicagoland Hall of Fame. Mm. He's in the WGN Radio Walk of Fame. I don't know how he's in the Illinois Basketball Coaches Hall of Fame, mm. Public League Basketball Coaches Hall of Fame. My guy, Cap, the Cap Man, David Callow. What's up, Cap? What's up, Owen J Mac? So great to be with you two guys. I loved watching you play when I was a young child watching the Bears. A huge fan of both of you. Uh, always a pleasure, Cap. Anytime you get the opportunity to talk with you and get your thoughts on all things Chicago, uh, I want to start with this first. You were obviously you coached basketball. You was an assistant coach at NIU, and you also uh-huh. scouted in the NBA. How did your time coaching and scouting help prepare you for for being a media mogul like you are now? So I always felt like having at least had some. Ex- Experience. Like, I didn't get to play at the level you guys played at. You know, when you're five foot nothing and you're, you know, not athletic <laughs> like you got. It, it is what it is. But having coached and been in a locker room or scouted and gone and seen the best of the best athletes for the NBA draft, I try to put myself into that mindset when I'm covering a team. And I think that too many people in the media don't seem to understand what you guys go through on a day-by-day, week-by-week, game-by-game basis. And so I try to at least try and use those experiences to put myself in the shoes of what you guys would be thinking when you get asked a question in the locker room, which some of them are good and some of them are not so good, or what you're thinking about when you're competing. Hey, Cap, man, um, 
I read that you were you are the only person in Chicago media history to host a daily radio, TV show, and write a regular column for a major newspaper. Now, I got to be honest, that doesn't shock me, J Mac. I, I yeah. work with this guy, but Cap, take us back to Skokie, <clears throat> Illinois. One thing I was wondering about uh, was where is that work ethic from? Where do you? Where do you attribute uh, that drive to, like you just said, you know, all of a sudden you're just going to go in, you're going to coach basketball, you're going to scout it, whatever you got to do, you just end up doing. I was just wondering, where do you uh, uh, pull that kind of, you know, where do you pull all of that from? So it goes back to my late father was an attorney. He grew up, never knew his own father. His own father was killed when he was 21 months old. Uh, So my dad never knew him. By the time he grew up, his dad was long gone. And he was raised by his mom and his grandmother. He had a twin brother. His Mm. sister died when my dad's like, I don't know, three. And so he had gone through this really, really poor, tough life. And I remember him telling my brother and I, I don't want to hear that the system is unfair to you or you didn't get a break. Make your own breaks in this world by outworking everybody. Mm. And he put himself through law school. And he worked hard, man. He never missed one of our games. But other than that, that guy, that dude, was in the office or at home working, but usually in the office because it's different back then. He died in 2000 than what it is today where you've got Zoom and all that. There was none of that. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I learned it from him. And I remember going to the doctor when I was a little kid Mm -hmm. and I had to get a shot and I don't like needles. And I said to my mom's like, would you stop? Get the shot and move on. I don't want to hear it. And that's how I was raised. Mm. I was raised by two amazing parents. I got a brother who's an eye surgeon, and it just wasn't tolerated. You know, there was no softness around our house. Mm. Yo, Cap, have an opportunity to share some time with you uh, doing uh, Sports Talk Live. I always enjoyed and was amazed at how well prepared you were in terms of knowing, you know, everything Chicago. I mean, you were good with the Blackhawks, you were good with the Cubs, the Sox, obviously the Bears. How do you, like, how do you prepare for that? Like, what is like a routine in terms of you getting prepared and knowing all things Chicago? So I feel like it's just who I am. It's what I was born to do was be in sports. As I said, my brother's an eye surgeon, straight A's in high school, straight A's in college. He was the guy that if there was a huge game on tonight and he had a test tomorrow and he loves sports, he's not going to watch the game tonight because he's got to study. And then there was me. And I was the guy, I'll figure out the test. I'll figure it out. I'll skate skate by. I got to watch this game. But sports was in my blood. I remember going you know, down for breakfast before school in the morning and my brother and I would be fighting over the Chicago Sun Times, so we could look at the box scores because you didn't get, you didn't have a cell phone. There were no scores on an app, and so mm. we would fight over the newspapers. And I just became, you know, voracious about scouring these box scores and looking at the transactions. Tom, oh, they traded who, and they got this one, and I just got into every nook and cranny of every Chicago team. And my mom died a year ago, and before she died, she had this letter she found in some of her stuff. And it was me at like age four that I had like a two line letter. I sent to my dad, we were visiting my mom's parents who lived in New York. And it said, dear dad, I love you. Did the Hawks win? How did the bulls do? And it was 
you know, all this sports stuff. And she said, mm. at age two or three, we could sit you in front of a TV and you'd watch golf or whatever was on. That's just who I am. Mm. We got David Kaplan here on the No Name Football Podcast. You can find him at the Catman on Twitter. One thing people don't, a lot of people don't know, J Mac, is that the Catman is the one who actually started me in my radio career. Gave me a call. I uh, said you should just come on for ten or fifteen minutes every week. I thought he was crazy, but he obviously knew something that I didn't know. Hey, Cap, uh, you no one covers more Chicago sports than you. Uh, go through for us team by team or what team do you think is being running the run the best right now and what team do you think is being run the worst? So I think being run the best, I would probably tell you because of the success that they look like they're trending toward is the White Sox. I'm a big Rick Hahn fan. I think that guy works incredibly hard at his craft. He's very educated, very intelligent. And the Bulls are right on their heels because they – changed out their front office, and in a year and a half, they look like they've got some staying power with some really, really good players. The worst run team, it's not even close. That's, unfortunately, the Chicago Bears. Mm. Because we could scream Ryan Pace missed on Kevin White or Mitch Trubisky or Leonard Floyd or Adam Shaheen. Okay, so let's assume that he loses his job. I'm not saying he will. Let's assume he does. Mm-hmm. And he fires Matt. They fire Matt Nagy as well. The two dudes at the top that do the hiring, that I'm talking about Ted Phillips, the president, and George McCaskey, have proven to you they're inept at hiring. These are the same guys in 2013. They brought Mark Tressman in, and then they made him do a mock press conference with a bunch of media members, just asked him some questions. We want to film it and see how he handles it. And then mm-hmm. they bring in the other candidate, and he says, yeah, no, I'm not doing that. I'm the NFL coach of the year. All you got to do is pull up some of the tapes of my press conferences. You'll see I know how to handle the media. And they hired Mark Trestman, mm. and Bruce Arians walks out the building. Mm. These two dudes are incompetent at their job. So why should I believe they're going to get the higher right this time? Yeah, Kev, who are you know some of the candidates out there that may end up being available for the Bears if they do make a move that you would like to see you know, leading that team and that organization? So if I was George, I would hope I would have the willingness to look in the mirror and go, okay, what, what's wrong with my team? Well, I've proven I can't hire very well, and we don't win very much. So here's what I'm going to do. Ted, you're not involved. Go work on the stadium deal. Scott mm. Hagel, he was my intern. I love Scott. He's a nice guy. Scott, you don't know anything about hiring in football. You're out. And here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to call Olin Krutz, Gary Fensick. Mm. I mean, some guys with some real chops. And I'm going to go, I want you to help me. And we're going to sit down and we're going to discuss what's wrong with our franchise. I want to hear the hard truth. I want you to look at me and tell me why you think we suck every year and why we don't get this right. Mm. And then... I would look at hiring a new president of football operations so that I have a support system for my GM. When your GM is going to go draft Mitch Trubisky and doesn't feel he could tell his head coach, John Fox, because he doesn't trust him, well, that's an organizational failure. How do you not have a support system where we're all in this together and let's figure out what's best for the Bears? So I would interview a guy like Trace Armstrong, who was a Bear, he played big-time football at Florida. 
He's been a successful NFL guy. He's one of the biggest name agents. Oh, by the way, he represents Ryan Day, who I would love to see come in here. Mm. I don't want flavor of the day, Ryan Dable or whoever the next coordinator is, and go, I hope that dude knows how to be a head coach. Mm. I want someone who's done it. Someone who's stood in front of 53 men and commanded a room and got those guys to buy in. That's what I want. Hey, Cap, um, under Mike Dicka, he said that the philosophy under Hallis was we're going to hit them in the mouth, and if that didn't work, we're going to hit them in the mouth again. So uh, we know the way that team was built. You're built, you build and you draft players, and you put people in your building uh, under the philosophy that you believe in. And my question for you is, you're in charge at Hallis Hall. What? And, and no one knows Chicago sports more than you know. What philosophy do you put into place that directs all the decisions that you make? So I would go back to we're going to hit them in the mouth, and if that didn't work, we're going to hit them in the mouth again. And if that doesn't work, we're going to hit them in the mouth a third time. Mm-hmm. But I also think you have to – like I have a son who played Division three college football. He was a fat kid. He's now six foot four. He's 250 pounds. He played at 300 pounds. And I remember he was nervous. He was scared. He's a little kid. He's like, I might go off for cross country. And I looked at him. I went, cross country? Are you out of your mind? You look in the mirror how you're built. You have to be willing to acknowledge who you are. Mm. And he acknowledged who he was. He went out for football as he got bigger and stronger. Wow. This is a perfect fit. You've got to acknowledge who you are. Chicago Bears should play great defense. Chicago Bears should learn to run the football effectively. And if David Montgomery goes on first down for six, he doesn't come off the field because we're going to throw on second or we're going to bring in another back. No, feed your best back. And then we make plays in the passing game. We don't turn the football over. And we understand we're a charter franchise. This isn't the Vikings. This isn't the Seattle Seahawks. This isn't the Carolina Panthers. This is Chicago. I think there are four, maybe five markets where sports is religion. New York, Chicago, Boston, Philly, and maybe Cleveland. Those five. Everywhere else is a bunch of pretenders. They've got other things going on. So let's shop at the top shelf. Let's not go, well, I don't want to spend that on a head coach. And Well, we can steal (laughs) this really good guy, but it's going to cost us. You have a $4.5 billion asset. Start acting like it. Cap, Justin Fields is back at the helm at quarterback this week. The Bears are 30th in points per game in terms of offense, averaging what I think 16 points a game. What do you want to? What have you seen from Fields thus far this season? What would you like to see from him uh, uh, Sunday night versus the Packers? Number one, he's got to stay healthy because if you're going to go out and try and get whoever it is, Jim Harbaugh, Ryan Day, Leslie Frazier, whoever the guy is. The Bear job is automatically attractive because it's the Chicago Bears. This market, that team, all the tradition, palace, all of it. He's got to stay healthy. So if they know for a fact they're moving on from Matt, uh, Jay Cutler said, and I'm not a fan of Jay's, but I did agree with him. He said, if you're not going to keep the coach, why are you running the kid back out there with cracked ribs? Now, if he's cleared, football players play, then he plays. But I just look at this kid, and I think that's our future. You better do nothing to Mm -hmm. screw with his development. 
And if he truly is ready to go, I want to see him go out, use his legs, move the pocket, run screens. He can make throws, deep throws. He can make outstanding throws. But please, can we just get away from, well, we picked up six yards on first down. We got to throw the ball. It's like they don't like picking up six yards. That's what drives me insane about Matt Nagy's offense. <laughs> we're, we're almost done complaining about Matt Nagy's offense, and, and J. Matt Cap will tell you uh, what our saying is. I won't see it, but our saying when we watch the game, we have a saying for when they pull, say Montgomery gets six yards and they pull them out. We oh, got We have a saying for that. Oh, boy. We say, not today, devil. Not today. We, <laughs> not ain't, scream, today. we ain't screaming at the TV today. Uh, I feel like we've been screaming the same oh, thing for years, Cap, at the TV. Now, Cap, I, I know what you're saying about Justin Fields. I want to hear a little more what you think about this because, look, I don't know if you heard Fields talk this week, but he said, like, I love being the underdog. I want to be on that field. I heard Montgomery talk. I seen Roquan Smith last week. People talk about his hamstring. I see him show up Friday at practice. I see him uh, go out, do a workout before the game so he can be on the field. Uh, these are the kind of guys that Chicago Bears are looking for. And I, I don't know, Cap, I, I want to ask you this question again because I'm going to tell you right now, I don't want someone, a quarterback, who doesn't want to be on the field. And I don't disagree with you. I'm okay. talking about an organizational perspective of we can't get that kid hurt. I love that he wants to play. I love that Roquan all week, people are like, yeah, I'm sure they're not going to put him back out there. And not only did they put him back out there, I looked up the snap count yesterday. He played 100% of the mm. plays on defense. 100%. And there goes Kyler Murray, and guess who ran him down and got him out of bounds? That'd be Roquan Smith. I love that kid. I think he's a hell of a football player. And I love that Justin wants to be on the field. I just want to make sure he stays healthy because I got bigger fish to fry. Cap, this ain't the Hamlin Pipers, Cap. (laughs) Okay, we got to get Justin Fields on the field. Okay, you got a good pro. Who is the quarterback? Uh, Our quarterback, I'm trying to remember, uh, Paul Novak. Got you. Paul Novak. All right. I'm just, I, I know, I know David Kaplan. He just told us who he was and where he was from, Cap. Oh, and now you're telling me you don't want him on the field because you don't want him to get hurt. No, I'm not. I want him to want to be on the field. Gotcha. Those are the players that I want. Mm-hmm. I just, if I'm sitting in George's seat, I'm putting together, I'm changing everything. I'm going to get a president of football operations. I'm going to let him pick the GM. They together will pick the new head coach. I'm revamping the whole structure. Ted, guess what? You're now in charge of business operations. That is your title. You're not the overseer of the entire organization. And I want my quarterback to come in my office and go, this is BS. I want to be playing. I'm a football player, and that's what I do. My job as the president, CEO, whatever you want to call me, is – to build this thing the right way. And I get where you're coming from, Mm -hmm. and I want them to go up to Green Bay. Like what really bothered me last week, we just sound like losers. Well, Mm -hmm. Aaron's really good, and we're going to go up there. No. God damn it, we're going up there to compete. (laughs) Yes, they got a good team, and that guy's a good freaking player. But guess what? My 53 guys are going to show up, and they're going to be ready to play football and punch them in the mouth. And if they beat us, they beat us. And if you don't think we have a chance, then don't cover the goddamn game. But we're going up there to compete. 
Next question. Yeah, I'm I can tell you right now, Cap, uh, punching people in the mouth can get you in trouble. <laughs> yeah. That's coming from a guy that's got a world of experience in that, Cap. <laughs> hey, man, hey, Cap, I had to say it before J-Max said it. I had to say it before you said it, Cap. He knew where I was going. Uh, but no, I agree with you, Cap. Like, when you, when you hear... You know, Nagy's press conference after the game, and he says, hey, we're going to give it our best shot next week against Green Bay. As a player, you know, me, I'm going to look at my brother, I'm like, what the hell is he talking about? Like, damn, like, we're going to give it our best shot. Why the hell are we even practicing this week? <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. And then you have A-Rod, right, in his press conference this week saying, hey, I made this statement. But facts are facts. I do own you because last time I checked, if you look at the record, we do own them. And Matt Nagy's one and six versus the pack. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know, where is the, is, you know, you would think that would be some type of motivation for this team, but I just don't see it because the head of the team is not confident himself. Mm-hmm. Right. So if I was the, the coach, and again, I'm never going to be an NFL head coach, that thing would be on monitors around the facility. Olin, you sit down to eat lunch. There's a freaking monitor with Aaron's comments and Aaron running in the end zone and discount double. Everywhere you went, I own you would be painted on the freaking wall. Are you tired of it yet? Well, God damn it. Show up there Sunday. Yeah, maybe they have a better team than we do. Guess what? Our 53 are going to punch him in the mouth. Let's go. I know what Aaron Rodgers owns. <laughs> uh, hey, uh, <laughs> sorry. Oh, hey, 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 uh, hey, Cap. I I know uh, me and you have talked about uh, Ryan Day and, and kind of like that idea. I just don't know very much about him. Uh, obviously, who are a couple other guys in your mind when you think about Chicago Bears football? When you think about Justin Fields. You think about playing defense. Uh, you think about the cold weather. Uh, who you want representing your city? When you think about someone standing at the podium uh, giving the answers you want to hear like you talked about like someone who's going to say the things like uh, look someone asks you if you have a chance in Green Bay and, and they give the, the answer that you want to hear um, who, do, who else do you think uh, in your mind do you imagine up there at the podium at Hallis Hall and you're thinking yeah we got the right guy I want a guy like Mike Tomlin mm-hmm. like Mike Tomlin you, he stands up there you know who's in charge Period. Like the other day, Chase Claypool came out and said, <laughs> yeah, I think we should have music playing at practice and make it a little more relaxed. And, bu-. and they asked Tomlin, and he said, yeah, Chase the wide receiver, and I'm the, I'm the coach. And the delineation mm-hmm. line from player to coach is appropriate here. No. I, I loved it. I love when he, he's not a jerk. I hear from people who know him. They said, dude, you love that guy. Just play hard for him. He's the greatest guy in the world. You don't, he's going to be your worst nightmare. I feel like we have the personality of Matt Nagy. Like, Matt would be a great neighbor. You're home with the food. <laughs> <laughs> and he would your Chicken noodle soup, Cap? Chicken noodle soup? <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, he'd bring soup to the door. He would shovel your driveway. He'd be like, my neighbor's the nicest guy in the world. Oh, I my God, no. Hey, hey uh, Nagy, did you get my mail today? You get the mail? Oh, man. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, uh, but yeah. you know what, Cap? Right. To your point, too, I, I agree. I think, uh, you know, 
when you look at us, and I'll just go on the offensive side of the ball, it's like we're our worst enemy. You know, like you said, you know, David Montgomery's in there, he rips off a big run, you take him out. And as a running back, you cannot get lathered up or get into a rhythm if you're going in and going out, going in and going out. You can't get into a rhythm, and especially when you're struggling offensively, struggling to put points on the board or sustain meaningful drives, the easiest thing that you can do is run the ball effectively. And that's something that they've done. I think they're eighth in the league in terms of rushing yards per game, but it's it's the stop and starts. It's it's the play calling. You know, it goes back to hey, we got we got six on first down. Let's let's throw the ball on second down. Boom, we get a sack. Now we're behind the chains on third down. It just doesn't make no sense. There's just no continuity uh, with this offense in terms of play calling and what they're doing. So, Jay, Matt, go back. I think it was two years ago mm-hmm. when this thing started to turn on Matt, and he ran the I formation mm-hmm. and. Oh my God, picked up six, picked up seven. And yeah. after the game, what was his quote? You can pull it up. His quote was, I didn't come here to run the I formation. Mm-hmm. No, coach, you came here to win effing football games. And like Bill Belichick the other night, guess what? We threw it three times. We won. We got on that plane, we flew back to Boston, and we won. That's the goal. I don't care how you have to do it, you find a way to win. He has this notion of not only do you have to win, you got to do it this particular way that he believes is the right way to win. No. And that's my biggest problem with him. That that is that has been uh, his biggest problem, right? It's, it's probably what it would end up getting him fired, and then they they sign. Uh, what week are we in cap in, in the NFL? They sign a fullback uh, this week. You know, it's kind of late in the process to finally go get a fullback. Uh, now you want to change your? I could have told you you were going to be a power running <laughs> offense uh, to start the year. A guy cap uh, when you talked about Tomlin, a guy I've been hearing some good things about that that could be on the Bears Raiders. D'Amico Ryan, uh, defensive coordinator for the San Francisco 49ers. But uh, what about, Cap, what about, we haven't talked, we talked about Nagy's offense, we talked about the Bears, we talked about uh, the people who run the show up there, and we talk about those people, you're not shocked uh, that the Bears are having the season that they're having. But what about Sean Desai, Cap? What have you thought about him? Uh, I know we talked to Alex Brown and Lance Briggs a lot on the after show, two guys who know a lot about defense. Wondering what your thoughts are on what you've seen from the defense this year and what you've seen from that young defensive coordinator. So, I th- look, it's hard to judge when the best player on your defense, Khalil Mack, has been out for several weeks and isn't coming back. When you're banged up to the – Akeem Hicks is such a huge key to push the pocket. Eddie Goldman isn't there last year, and he comes back this year, and people's questions were, does, does he really want to play football? And then he finally got back on the field, and he's a really talented guy. So I under understand his general manager let him down desperately when – okay, we're going to let Kyle Fuller leave, and he hasn't been great in Denver, so maybe Ryan got that part of the equation right. He never replaced him. Kendall Vildor, Artie Burns, and you think you can go to the playoffs with those two dudes as cornerback 1A with Jalen Johnson on the other side? So he was let down. And then Eddie Jackson's been nothing but an overpaid disappointment. So it's hard for me to give a failing grade to Sean Desai but in the end, you're the guy ahead of the defense and your defense isn't very good because you can go back through several games where they had to make a stop and mm-hmm. they couldn't do it. Yep. Uh, Cap, game predictions. Obviously, it's a tall task for the Bears to go into Lambeau and pull it off. Like we said, Matt Nagy's record speaks for itself when it comes to the Packers. Uh, what is your game predictions this Sunday night? 
Green Bay wins it 24 to 17. I mm. hope the Bears win. I want the Bears to win. You know, if you asked this question on my radio show yesterday, does anyone care if the Bears win? <laughs> well, now that the game's on and Justin's playing, yeah. hell yes. Mm-hmm. I want to beat that team. That's our archer. I was raised in a house where we hated the St. Louis Cardinals in bat, uh, baseball, and we hate the Green Bay Packers. And then I hate Notre Dame football. Those are the three. <laughs> I can't stand any of them. Oh, but to, to walk out of there on Sunday night and get on your bus to go to the airplane and go, hey, Aaron, I know you think you own us. Take that. And you won. Mm. It would be so much fun. Good that Christmas nice, present man. early, too. That early Christmas nice, present, Cap. right? You just, uh, Cap, you just brightened my day I'm with just you. that thought right there. Mm. Uh, Cap, before there we let you go, you, go um, you, you talked about not – not liking Notre Dame, me and J Mac had a uh, conversation about the head coach yeah, that he, hired. He had a discussion. Cap. Uh, we probably can't talk about it on air. <laughs> uh, one of us will get canceled. It'll probably be me. Uh, hey, Cap, what did you think about them hiring the young defensive coordinator at Notre Dame and keeping uh, Tommy Reese there as the offense coordinator? So I don't know Marcus Freeman, but a, one of my best friends played basketball at Notre Dame, and he knows him, and he knows people at the university, and he said. The players love this dude, love him. And he said, I'm just telling you, he's as quality a human being. He is a great molder of men. The players like playing for him. So I couldn't stand Brian Kelly. I was not a Brian Mm -hmm. Kelly guy. And it was reinforced when he went down to LSU at his first appearance at the basketball game. And all of a sudden he's speaking with a Southern drawl. He's the phoniest guy <laughs> I have watched in a long time. He has 95 million I, reasons to be yeah, phony, right, Cap. Right, he does. Yeah, exactly. Give me 95 million, and I hope mm. I won't be, but I might be. But <laughs> from what I hear, Marcus Freeman's an awesome, awesome guy. So I'm glad that they rewarded loyalty, and Marcus Freeman is the head football coach there. Again, I don't like Notre Dame football, but he makes it a little bit less dislike for me because I'm glad they gave there him you that cap. cap. You side with me, baby. He's there you go, Cap. You side with me, Cap. Task cap. You sided. You said everything that I said to Brother O. Thanks, no, Cap. You said something else, but we won't no, talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> cap, man, yeah. we, we want to thank you, man. I, I, you know already how I feel about you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've become one of my best friends in this business. I'm starting to wonder now after hearing you talk how many best friends you actually have. Everybody's Cap's best friend, but uh, yeah. thanks nope. for joining oh us, God, Cap, man. We can't thank you enough and and i'll see you there on sunday but i gotta tell one quick story can i tell it yeah go ahead jay mac do you know how i became close to olin yeah remember, remember you told me it was it was the go- it was the golf right <laughs> wasn't the a golf event. yeah i remember we you all told got me. eliminated our teams all got eliminated <laughs> and we are all playing a 12 man scramble six against six we get to this one hole and i got like a 30 foot putt downhill and this guy says to olin Hey, I'll give you five to one on a hundred. He misses it. And again, I only know Olin from, you know, being around him a little bit or holding a microphone in the locker room when the Bears were my primary beat. Mm. And I make the putt. Olin wins $500. Mm. We keep playing. And now the guy says, you got to give me a chance to win my money back. $500 on that putt. And I got a putt that's longer. And Olin turns and goes, you better effing make it. And <laughs> I go, what's in it for me? I make the putt, and he goes, if you make that putt, you get 20% of the winnings, 200 bucks, 
and you get Olin Cruz unplugged anytime you want him. Mm. And Olin wasn't a guy that you've heard on talk radio anywhere. So now I go to do my show at Bourbon A. At Scott Hagel, the head of media relations, comes up. He's like, hey, what players do you need? I said, I'm good. What do you mean you're good? Mm. Doing my TV show. I said, Olin's on with me for the whole half hour. He's like, no, he's not. Olin Cruz is not coming on your show. I said, <laughs> I'm telling you, Olin is on with me. He said, no chance. And all of a sudden, here comes a golf cart screaming up around the corner. There's Olin. Cap, let's go, man. It was phenomenal. Oh, that's awesome, I love man. that dude. Oh, I man. have so you know, Olin, what I think of you. You are as quality a human being as I've become close to, and I love you dearly. Well, at least somebody thinks so. It's you and my, it's you and my mom now, Cap. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I think she's at about 85% clear. Hey, hey, Cap, I agree we did not give me a black eye, man. I agree with him. When, when we box, he doesn't hit me in the eye, man. <laughs> Other than that, we're, we're solid, man. <laughs> uh, man, have a good day, Cap. Thanks, Cap. You too. I'll see you Sunday night. Go Bears. Bear down. Yes, sir. Hey guys, it's Olin Cruz, and I want to tell you about Tequila Embajador, the official tequila of the No Name Podcast. Whether it's celebrating a big win or just kicking back after work, adding Tequila Embajador takes every gathering to the next level. The care, quality, and patience put into each and every bottle of Tequila Embajador can be tasted from the first sip to the last, and it's why we're honored to call them our teammates. Go to their website, EmbajadorTequila.com, and use the code KICKOFF10 and receive your discount on your next purchase of Tequila Embajador, the official tequila of the No Name Podcast. Well, that does it for our show today on the No Name Football Podcast. We thank all of our listeners for listening and supporting us on all the social media platforms. Make sure you download our podcast. We're on all the platforms, Spotify, iTunes, Whatever your choice is, make sure you download it. Make sure you tell your friends and family. Give us a rating if you like. Hopefully, it's a five-star rating, but if not, give us a rating anyway. Uh, we like your uh, feedback and criticism, that uh, things we can improve on upon our show. But before we go, as usual... Man, I want to suit up right now. In the words of the great Mike Brown, you guys keep making plays in life, and we'll keep making these great podcasts for you. We're out, and we'll see you next time, Chicago. Take care. God bless. Mahalo.